Welcome back to another episode of What the Dev. My name is Jenna Sargent, and I'm an online editor for SD Times. Today we're talking to Sarah Elk, who is one of the co-authors of Doing Agile Right, which came out on May 26th. She wrote the book along with Daryl Rigby and Stephen Berez. I spoke with Sarah about some of the main topics in the book, like what's wrong with Agile implementations today and how to do it right. Here's Sarah talking about things that need to be in place in order for teams to successfully adopt Agile. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I think in the conversations we've had, and we've had probably over 100 executive conversations in the last year, it's really important to step back and say, what do we mean by Agile? So, you know, in some people's mind, it's general agility. In other people's minds, it's a specific team methodology for how work gets done and sort of everything in between. And so for us, the conversation often starts with, um, you know, what does it mean and, and how do you go about it? Most executives have never worked in Agile or led a team that is doing Agile from a team methodology standpoint. Um, and yet there's so much disruption going on from a business standpoint that everyone is looking for agility as an outcome or adaptability. And so as we thought about it, it's really about how do you go from agile as a team methodology to creating an agile organization? And there's so much hype out there that part of the reason why we've done so much research and thinking into this and and decided to write a book is because um, there's so much misunderstanding and there's so much hype and you get companies who are trying and experimenting as you're describing and are not necessarily having the success or the silver bullet that they thought it was going to be when they started out, in part because there are all these cultural elements and other aspects of what we would call an operating model that are required to make it successful. So you mentioned defining agile and what that means to your team. Do you think that's like kind of a crucial step in being able to measure whether your initiative is successful? I think every company needs to define terms only because there's so much misunderstanding out there. So when I say, like I said, when I say agile, do I mean that a team is running scrum? Do I care about the specific methodology? Am I talking about, you know, for, for people who have been in IT or technology, they're usually more um, aware of different variants of how people might be using the word. But as soon as you go outside those four walls, it ends up creating lots of confusion. And so we recommend defining it uh, so that you can at least be not talking past each other and on the same page as an initial starting point. And ideally, you're, you're then talking about, well, what does it mean to be an agile organization? And how do you move beyond agile teams? You know, companies start with maybe a handful of agile teams. Maybe they get to you know, 100 Agile teams, but to truly be an Agile organization where you're balancing running the business and changing the business, um, it's a lot more, there's a lot more that you need to do as a company to set that up for success. And so you've got, you've got to have a common language in order to get started. In the book, you mentioned that um, there are a lot of companies who are doing Agile successfully, but there's also a lot who have implemented it poorly. For those that haven't implemented it properly, like what are the areas that teams are tending to fail the most in that you've seen? Yeah, there's a lot of um, 
mistakes and how companies are approaching it. So one common one is to, to do it for cost, not for innovation. So we see companies try to apply it as a quick fix and say, you know, it's a way for me to eliminate layers of middle management or, um, you know, I see it as a way to take 30% of the costs out of my company. That's not really what Agile was intended to do. If I'm getting people focused in, um, like I said, sort of Agile is best for change the business, for innovation, for, for how I'm driving whether it's technology change, process change, changing customer solutions, um, that's really where it's best suited. It's a tool. And I'm still going to run a traditional bureaucracy or hierarchy for probably the vast majority of my business, depending on what type of company I am. And so making sure that it's applied in the right place with the right intentionality around customer centricity, innovation, growth, not necessarily cost is sort of a first step. The second big mistake we see is companies that rush into it. You know, we sort of believe that you should agile your way to agile, meaning it should be um, test and learn, prototype, scale, in the same way that you uh, would think about an agile team methodology. And when you rush into it in what we call sort of the big bang approach, uh, you end up having it be a command and control top down led change which flies in the face of exactly what you're trying to achieve. Um, so those are probably the two most common, but there are lots of different uh, flavors of doing Agile wrong that we discuss. Do you think that um, like the impetus for Agile has to be within the teams themselves, or do you think it needs to be like a top-down thing that everyone can get on board with and have that like back up from leadership? If agile implementation stops only with, say, a handful of teams, I think those teams will struggle. You have to have leadership support for changing the way that you work that will allow those teams to flourish and be successful. So for example, we talk about planning, budgeting, and reviewing. If I'm an executive and I don't have a mechanism to apply funding more than once a year, then I'm, I'm starving my teams because it's very difficult for me to predict at the beginning of the year what my teams are going to need because they're in a test and learn process. They don't really know themselves. They may need different talent. They may need different other OPEX investments or CAPEX investments. Um, from a review standpoint, if I'm an executive and I am used to sharing my experience, and that was the way that I was brought up from a leadership style, then I'm used to speaking for the customer. And so I'm going to dictate things that the teams should be doing as opposed to letting the teams, you know, self-discover what the right way is given their specific mission. Um, so those are two examples, but there's, there's lots of ways that leaders, management system, structure, talent processes, can all get in the way of enabling those teams to be successful. Are there any other like common misconceptions that a lot of companies are kind of struggling with in terms of um, like what they think Agile is going to provide for them? It's a great question. I would say leaders overestimate what it will do. Uh, and so, 
you know, like I said, it's, it's not a strategy, it's a tool, so it shouldn't be used everywhere. And so this notion of I'm going to take my entire company and divide it out into squads and tribes, and then magically, I'm going to get some sort of outcome uh, is not the right way to think about it. Uh, related to that, I think leaders often overestimate the role that a structure change plays. And they might often lead with structure in the way that I'm describing, where I might set up these teams. And there's a lot that you can do. And in fact, it, things that are more important that aren't structure changes. And your company may not even need a structure change. You might be able to leave people reporting exactly where they are, but create these multidisciplinary cross-functional teams that are working on important innovations and not have a structure change at all. And so you need to put a lot of thought into, given the industry context, given the strategic context, what are the most important things that I need to change? Like I said, customer solutions, process technology, et cetera. What are the teams that I need to set up with those specific missions? How do they interrelate to each other? And then how do you connect those change the business teams back into your run the business hierarchy? Uh, but you may not need to change structure at all. So I know the book, Doing Agile Right probably touches on a lot of different aspects of Agile, but is there like one key takeaway you, you hope that people get from reading it? I hope that people are inspired to continue to be on the journey. What we really want people to understand is that Agile is a valuable and practical tool. It is not one more frustrating fad. And we worry that it'll end up on sort of you know, the management scrap heap of, of tools that have come and gone. And the research is overwhelming that Agile has tremendous benefits. And so, you know, the purpose for us in writing the book was to help dispel some of those myths, help provide a practical how-to for what you need to do to set it up to be successful and hopefully inspire companies to, to continue to do it. And most importantly, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Like the journey should be fun. It should be energizing to your people. Leaders want energized employees. Leaders want common purpose. But many leaders feel stuck in bureaucracy. They feel stuck in their silos and they can't figure out how to get their companies to be more adaptable and to both change the business and run the business at the same time. And so that's really what we're, we're setting out to do is to inspire uh, leaders to be on that journey and use Agile as a tool in the right places um, with the right supporting operating model to make it successful. Where can people find you and where can they um, find a copy of this book? Sure. So you can uh, go to Bain.com and look for Doing Agile Right. Uh, you can also see my profile there. It's available for pre-order on Amazon. So you can search that up, uh, as well as some other retailers. The book is due out May 26th from HBR Press, uh, and hopefully people will check it out. Awesome. Yeah, I hope, I hope they do. Um, thank you for coming on and talking about it. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. We'll be back next Tuesday again with another episode. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcatcher you use to get notifications about new episodes. As a reminder, you can find SD Times on social media to get updates from us and connect with us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We also have a LinkedIn group um, that you can search for. And that's going to do it for us this week.
Bye.